Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Clara May. Clara, how's it going? I'm great. Good to hear. So we're going to talk a little bit about Chris Hardwick today, mm-hmm. the Chris Hardwick scandal in particular. Uh, but first, a quick little fact check on uh i'm anal like this but the last episode (laughs) i talked a little bit about the san francisco comic-con that happened um i had stated that last year 2017 was the first san francisco comic-con actually the first one was the year before that 2016 so all is well in the universe i've corrected myself so we can move on (laughs) okay um yeah i thought we'd talk about hardwick first because um we have some more positive stuff to talk about later it'd be nice to start with the bad and um finish on a more uplifting note yeah yeah Uh, because all this hardwick stuff is pretty much undeniably crappy you know um yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I'll, I'll start real quick. The Those who don't know, there was an accusation, accusations, I guess you could say, from a former girlfriend of Hardwick, Chloe Dykstra, and there were a lot of abuse allegations, right? And they were impactful. Hardwick's career has been affected in a big way, yeah. right? Uh, so... The dust has settled a little bit. There has been, I guess, a couple weeks have passed now. Um, what are your thoughts at this point about the Hardwick scandal? Oh, my gosh. It, it was a lot uh, when it came. Oh, I feel like I should um, do, like, a disclaimer. Um, I am a writer for Nerdist, um, a, a contributing freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have never dealt with Hardwick. Um, and, in fact, he apparently stepped away uh, from having any day-to-day operations, like I think they said over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then definitely by last year, he had actually been let go from the company. So, okay. But unfortunately, of course, Nord- Nerdist. <laughs> Nerdist is still kind of associated with his name because he was originally the founder. But yeah, yeah I would say um, all the editors I've <clears throat> associated with, they absolutely condemn what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, they were completely okay with us going on, you know, Twitter and basically saying, you know, fuck Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I can talk about this freely without it Good. actually, you know, yeah, which is cool. Like, it's not going to actually affect my ability to write there because all of the current Nerdist staff, they absolutely don't support this. Okay. Which I saw made a lot of fans online angry, right? Because they posted this whole statement and they're like, you know, we do not agree with this. We stand by Chloe, you know, and all these fans were like, oh, I see how it is. Like, guilty until proven innocent. Like, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, you know, you're not our fans then. Like, you're obviously, you've been around since Hardwick was actually the head of this ship, but he's Mm -hmm. not anymore. And like, if you don't like that, you can leave, you know, (laughs) because you're like the toxic fans that honestly Hardwick kind of encouraged in, you know, nerd culture. I think he was kind of like the speaking voice Mm -hmm. for a lot of these dudes that felt like they were entitled, you know, to women's Mm -hmm. bodies and to certain geek, you know, media properties. Um, 
I don't know about you, but it's not like I ever really listened to his podcast. Um, but I've heard things. Okay. About, I, I haven't. I've heard a little bit, but not yeah, a lot. Yeah. I saw him on The Talking Dead where obviously you, you have to rein it in to a certain degree because you're doing it for a network. Right. But I have heard that in his podcast and in his book, actually, he was very much saying things that were exactly in line with what Chloe was saying was oh. you know accusing in her medium post was like oh god there was this line in uh his medium or not his medium his book where he was like oh yeah guys when you go to comic-con make sure you don't let your girlfriend leave the room you know keep her in the room and make sure she's ready for you when you get back oh. it's like ha ha you know and it and it's like he says that in his book and then people read Chloe's testimony and they still don't believe her. But it's like, well, he he said in his own book that like something that lines up with what she had to go through. Yeah. In Chloe Dykstra's mm-hmm. blog post, she almost says those exact yeah. words. Yeah. She said that Hardwick would request that she, quote unquote, be ready for him. Yes. Every at night, all times. Yes. right? Yeah. Uh, so, and she wasn't allowed to walk around the floor at Comic Con. So, like, yeah. she said something like he was hosting a huge panel, and meanwhile, she is literally confined to the room the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. You know, like some yeah. weird kind of slave. And it, it just that was a lot. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> yeah. he's gone on his podcast and said thing like joked about like oh like doesn't everyone like masturbate in LA traffic and stuff? You know, it's really kind of mm-hmm. gross things. Yeah, where you know if you heard that and it was like a big name person saying it, you'd just be like oh yeah, you know like this is validating to me <laughs> right, <laughs> like a super right. gross dude. Um, you know, so it's frustrating to think that somebody with those kind of you know points of view got so far. And the mm-hmm. industry, because it, it tells you that there's a lot that this industry, you know, overlooks or just thinks is a joke. Right, right. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just says something about nerd culture that it, he got as far as he did. And apparently she had been trying to tell this story for a long time, right? Because mm-hmm. in her, her post, she was like, I've tried to tell this like 17 times or oh, something. Right. But it was yeah. always like yeah. friends or family or lawyers or somebody was always like, don't, don't, you know tell this tale and it's why she when she posted it it was completely unlisted untagged she didn't even mm-hmm. name him yeah but people figured yeah. it out anyways it was pretty easy yeah, to figure out yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I don't know it's just it's depressing it is you know it was yeah. really frustrating i was really torn up about it when um it first came out yeah going back to the nerdist side of it mm-hmm. nerdist as a company i'm glad you brought up the point that um, you are sort of disassociating yeah. Hardwick with Nerdist and you're continuing to contribute to Nerdist without any sort of, yes. I don't know, guilty conscience, yeah, you I could know. say. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I think Nerdist, you know, has to be considered, I don't know, the house that Hardwick built, mm-hmm. but the Nerdist we know now and that we've known for several years now has nothing to do with right. Chris Hardwick. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I will say that, like, I when I started working there, all I would pitch is things about, like, women representation, you know, representation for people of color. I just wrote a thing about the fact that Assassin's Creed is allowing you to play as a queer character. You know, everything I've mm. written for them, very diverse, and they've always been very supportive. They've actually actively solicited for me those kind of pieces. Um, cool. You know, and they're just, they're a, 
progressive, really good group of people, and, you know, they deserve better than, you know, the Hardwick name staining them. Yeah, and that's good to hear. I know that Chloe Dykstra herself has taken the similar stance. She was um, good to point out that, you know, whatever this, whatever impact this has on Hardwick himself, she didn't want it to affect Nerdist in a negative way, and she supports the company, and kind of like what we've been saying, yeah. like, Nerdist now has nothing to do with Hardwick. Okay, so, you know, another thing kind of came to light recently. Some of Chris Hardwick's other ex-girlfriends have spoken out, and they've actually defended him. Have you uh, followed that at all? haven't tell me tell me more (laughs) um i haven't you know gone super deep Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. but three of his ex-girlfriends jacinda barrett janet varney and andrea savage all have spoken out and defended him Mm -hmm. spoke of him in a positive light um and none of them were saying that chloe dykstra was lying you know, they weren't attacking her, but they were just explaining that their experience with Hardwick were were all um, were positive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. You know, there's I, that. It's. I think it's always curious because you know you think about when you date different people, you're not always the same exact person. Mm-hmm. When you're dating people, like you, when you date someone new, it brings out a different side of you than a person you dated before and sometimes that's a really good side you know that you haven't discovered before but I think sometimes it's bad you know and it's always funny to me where there's someone there's a woman who accuses a man of harassment or abuse or just like mistreatment and then it's always like the past you know ex-wives or ex-girlfriends and they're like oh well I didn't see that yeah it's like well I mean like think about how like when you're with your family like sometimes there's just some family members that drive you crazy like you get back (laughs) together with them on Thanksgiving yeah it's like every little thing they say just drives you nuts Mm -hmm. and but you're like if that was a friend saying it who you were more you know you had a different relationship with them maybe them saying the exact same thing wouldn't bug you as much Mm -hmm. but when it's somebody you're close with it's just like oh my god why you know (laughs) I just feel like there's so many different you know levels and interactions with each person and it's not mm-hmm. going to be exactly the same and yeah. you know was it really necessary for them to come out and say that i don't i don't know that it was yeah. you know Cause yeah <sighs> yeah i mean i have a similar take you know like it is interesting that not only one ex has spoken out in defense but a multi uh, yeah. a number of them that is interesting but to your point it isn't like proof positive that Hardwick is completely innocent. You know, you're totally right. You know, the person we are with one person can be totally different with another person. You know, that that's human behavior, right? right? So just because Hardwick may have been this sweet guy (laughs) with one person, yeah. maybe three different right. people, doesn't mean he wasn't a total monster with another, right? Uh, so that might be the case mm-hmm. here. There's also something I, I've been thinking about lately because I uh, read that huge Rolling Stone piece on Johnny Depp. Did okay. you see that? It was no. this huge thing where like this writer was kind of <laughs> at his house with him for three days where he just was interviewing him, watching him, doing all this stuff. Um, and, you know, like Depp has been accused of 
um, attacking Amber Heard. You know, she had photographic oh, yeah. evidence. Yeah. She had evidence from the assistant. You know, phone calls and like texts to prove it um but no one could believe that that could have ever happened with him because he all of his like ex-wives were like he would never do that but in the article it was talking about all these kind of things that led johnny depp to where he was right now and a lot Mm -hmm. of them was like as he got more famous um he tended to drink more he tended to do drugs more um and he was starting to get into financial trouble and like the the weight of fame was just pressing Mm. down on Mm -hmm. him and it's just all these different stressors and it's like if you think about chris hardwick and how he kept going up and up you know and having all these different projects and he kept getting more famous i think that has an effect on people sure I i definitely think the more famous you become and the more money you acquire the more it affects your psyche. You know, like we've seen that happen <laughs> yeah. to so many people. And I just, I fully believe that that might have been a factor yeah. in him dating yeah. her, you know? like, And then there's yeah. also the age difference. There's just like so many, so many different mm-hmm. things yeah. you have to consider. Yeah, and Deitra did mention how Hardwick was affected by a past relationship. So it's totally within the realm of possibility that he was this really supportive boyfriend sweet guy (laughs) good person it's possible but all the time thinking well you know if this kind of falls apart maybe i have to have a different strategy so like so so maybe being the nice guy didn't work for him so he had to be he had to go like the polar opposite i mean these are all things that could happen right yeah right yeah so now, what what's in my mind is the the impact of these mm-hmm. accusations, you know. Um, and this, a lot of people are talking about this. Like, it's not so much that um, people aren't believing what the victims say, but a lot of fans, just people in general, are concerned that um, you know the the punishment is happening without you know well in advance of the crime being you know confirmed confirmed you know um because here i mean what what has happened is chris hardwick has been removed from his amc show talking and he's been removed from a number of san diego comic-con panels so any amc or bbc america panels he is no longer going to be moderating and i suspect that he's pretty much done with all that. I, I can't right. really see him going back to do Talking Dead mm-hmm. um, or any San Diego Comic-Con panels. Um, so the impact is is real. It's, it's significant. Yeah. What are your thoughts on um, his career taking such a hit from mm-hmm. essentially, at this point, just allegations? Um, oh, gosh, that's always like a... A sticky question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, honestly, my my thing is always like, if you don't want to, to lose out on your career, if you don't want to be punished for things, like don't don't do bad things. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like even if like even if Chloe somehow exaggerated all of this stuff, you have to think that like she did it on a medium post, completely unlisted, didn't tag him, didn't name him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just the whole tale, it sounded like it was like genuinely weighing on her. Yeah. So like some of it has to be true. And it's and and then again with the whole excerpts from his own book kind of like mm-hmm. supporting that. Um 
you know, I, I think it sucks when people lose so much in one fell swoop. Um, and yeah, there's a possibility it's not real. But I think I think the fact is there's so many people out there who are just as deserving of that job that Hardwick has. And they haven't done terrible things, you know. They haven't been <laughs> yeah. accused of yeah. doing bad stuff because they probably haven't done bad mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh, my gosh, there's so many actors, so many, like, people of color, women of color, you know, marginalized folks who are funny and fully capable of emceeing something mm-hmm. that can take his place. Yeah. You know, everyone yeah. always brings up, um, oh my gosh, what's her name from a community? Um, the oh. black actress. Oh, uh, really, Yvette like, Nicole Brown. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone always brings her up. They're like, why can't she do it? Cause she's, she's hosted panels at comic con before mm-hmm. that I've been to. Right. Um, and she would be excellent, you know, taking over it. She has a good, um, you know, rapport with mm-hmm. all the people on stage. Like She's a huge Walking Dead fan, yeah, so she would be is. perfect to host right. Talking Dead. Right, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or, or honestly get any of, like, the actors from the show, I mean, to do it and to, like, you know, actually communicate with their co-star. This is me just wanting Stephen <laughs> Young on stage. There you go. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, I'm – I'm sorry, Hardwick, but not really. Like, honestly, um, there's so many accomplished people. And I think the tendency whenever this stuff like this happens, like with Hardwick or like even with Whedon, people Mm -hmm. always um, come to their defense. You know, they're like, oh, but should we do this? We should, you know, it's kind of like they want to protect these men from these accusations. But it's like but maybe they shouldn't have done bad things. You know, (laughs) it's just, it's a certain level of protectiveness over these like white nerd guys that like, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of other people don't get, you know, if you're a marginalized person, you usually don't get that fandom defense at all. You kind of get thrown to the wolves and and that's it. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, I don't feel all that bad for him, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there is an aspect of, well, yeah, it's just, accusations right now but it sure seems like the truth right right yeah i I did read word for word dykstra's entire blog post it was long long and um i thought it told a story that that rang true it felt like it was from the heart and kind of like what you're saying everything that she noted this kind of weird behavior it almost kind of fit in with stuff that Hardwick would do, like right. his brand of humor, like the the jokes he would crack, like it's just stuff that I could really see him saying and right. doing. Right. Um, so, and there is the aspect too that of, um, you know, why would she make something up like right. this? Yeah, right? and I think that's always the thing. When these accusations come out, they know that the blowback is going to be terrible because what yeah. it always is is a less famous woman accusing a more famous man. Yeah. And they, I mean, like, as a woman, trust me, you know, if you accuse any man who has more power than you, it's going to, like, blow back in your face real hard. Like, it's really mm-hmm. dangerous. It's really risky. Um, yeah. And we're so conditioned to not believe women that there's almost no benefit to doing it. Right. You know, like, it's really terrifying to do it. So I always tend to lean more towards believing the women than not because Mm -hmm. the amount of times they're actually lying is actually pretty small yeah you know but we don't we don't like talking about it in those terms but like it's they're usually right people just don't want to admit that they're right Mm mm-hmm yeah uh so you brought up Whedon a little bit (laughs) 
it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, sadly, this is totally not the first time we've right. talked about right. this sort of thing. You know, there is a very disturbing trend with nerdy, powerful white guys mm-hmm. um, being exposed for doing terrible shit. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. Joss Whedon certainly is one. Hardwick is now on that list. There's like Lassiter. I don't know if you'd call him nerdy, but oh, that was yeah. huge. Someone yeah. just posted today, um, like, it was like a thing with Variety where she just wrote this whole, this is what it was like working at Pixar when he was there. And it's freaking terrible. Like, it's a really traumatizing read because she's like, it was sexism everywhere. You had to deal with men trying to touch you literally while you're at work. Mm-hmm. And at one point she was um, left out of the meetings for the um, – for doing the storyboards for Cars 2, which is why she was hired. She wanted to be in on storyboard meetings because they were like, oh, sorry, Lassiter said you can't be there because he can't control himself when he sees you. <laughs> okay. So, you know, and she's like a, a young, in her 20s intern, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just like, oh my God, you know, what do we do? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's getting like totally out of hand, you know? Um, yeah, for me specifically, it is interesting the nerd side of it Mm -hmm. you know you alluded to this earlier but there is something to this culture Mm -hmm. which is toxic and very disturbing you know um there is that story of the uh honest trailers founder Mm -hmm. do you hear about that one oh my god yeah very similar kind of thing the dude's name is andy signor um but it just goes very much in line with what we've been hearing with hardwick whedon and also really reminded me of that episode of Black Mirror we talked about, mm-hmm. the USS Callister. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, there's a reason why that episode really um, just was kind of impactful and, and yeah, spoke it, to a lot of people because yeah. that shit is happening mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, the, the, the nerdy, powerful white guy um, just doing terrible things mm-hmm. like all over the place you know uh so yeah. i don't know what can we say it's just it's just sad right? it is sad you know <laughs> and i think that's why at least like with my writing and now being an editor i very much try to boost um the careers and the works of people who aren't shitty nerdy white guys you know like <laughs> to the best of my ability like it's not like i have that much power Um, but I do try to like uplift other people who look like, you know, they really want to do something like what Chris Hardwick does, not the bad thing, but like, (laughs) you know, MC, you know, a panel or they're really trying to be the next big podcast or editor or web, whatever, you know, I try to like push them up and like encourage them and, you know, retweet their stuff, you know, and it's like, what else can we do when we're the small, we don't have the money that Hardwick has, but we could at least try (laughs) to build a better community. You know? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. I love everything you just mentioned. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I don't know what else to say, but this is what I'm doing. Uh, but I guess before we get off of depressing, d- things, depressing, <laughs> like terrible white dudes, you brought to yes, light something here, uh, here that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Jared Leto a little okay. bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, tell me what you told me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so I, br- I brought this up because uh, just today, um, Jared Leto has been cast as Mobius by Sony um, in his own spinoff film, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be kind of, I think, another dark, 
you know, standalone film, just like Venom. Um, and a then, Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man yes, again, right? Yeah, I know. Jesus, why are we even doing this? But anyways, <laughs> yeah. so that that's happening. Um, and then I was, and to Henry, I was like, oh, yeah, but he's really gross because of all of the accusations. Um, mm-hmm. Which the- I took as, oh, you hear, you hear all these crazy pranky stuff he's done on Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, he's... Um, He's condoms. mailed. He left the old condoms. Well, I mean, I didn't even hear about that. I, <laughs> see, it, it, it gets worse. But w- what I had heard is that he would play pranks to his co-stars on Suicide Squad, and it was borderline, like it was gross. gross. Yeah. Like, he would he would send like dead animals in mm-hmm. the mail and mm-hmm. stuff. But still, I mean, probably not harassment. You know, just he's he was taking practical jokes a little far. That's that's right. the extent of it that I knew. But there's more to that apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so I feel like it's kind of like an industry secret or openly accepted thing. I don't know, that he preys on underage girls. Um and like a lot of people have known this back when he was just the lead singer. I right. fully forgot his band right now, but it's okay. When he was a lead mm-hmm. singer of this band and not an actor, um, you can go online and find uh, forums or comments from women who were like, yeah, when I was young and I was really into this band, I was like 15, 16, 17, and he would either flirt with us or try to touch us or I actually slept with him when I was underage, you know, and it was like a big regret of mine now. Um and that was apparently a thing he did so often that other actors and directors know about it. So there was some comment made by uh, either Cole or Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. One of the Sprouse twins um, on Twitter. He was like, oh, Jared, um, I heard you slide into the DMs of every like 18 to 25-year-old model. How's that working out for you? Uh-huh. Um, and then James Gunn, the Guardian of the Galaxy director, responded with, oh, he starts as, like, old as 18, mm-hmm. you know? So, and they said that just on a public forum, like, fully adding Jared Leto. You yeah. know, everyone else can see that. So it was like, oh, so they know about this. So that means a lot of people must know about this in the industry, that yeah. he's just slept with a bunch of underage girls when he was an adult. Um, mm-hmm. Some of those girls have told tales of um, they think it was rape because when they said they weren't enjoying it, he wouldn't stop. Or he okay. was—he would get really rough with them, and they didn't like it. He wouldn't stop. Um, but he's still getting hired for things. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like—and I'm—I feel like oh, you know who, like called him out, not called him out, but he got nominated for an Oscar, I think. And the person who was mm-hmm. supposed to give it to him, the thing was Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, and she was pissed. Mm. Like you could see it. There was all these photos where like she announces his name, and she looks furious. Okay, like she was not having it. Um, oh, interesting. So it's definitely a thing and there are even people who work for marvel like brie larson james gunn who acknowledge Mm -hmm. he's a shitty person Mm. but sony is out here casting him in spider-man things you know yeah yeah and it's like why why is he still getting (laughs) jobs like yeah right so yeah not only was he announced for mobius Mm -hmm. uh he was also announced for the joker solo movie yeah the movie that that no one that wants. no one has been asking for, and right? There's like two of them right now. They're floating two different Joker ideas. But yeah, like, super weird. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of yeah. like he's moving up in like the geek culture movie world, and it's like, but why? Yeah, why is he not getting punished? I feel like this is kind of an open thing, but no one's doing anything about it, or they just don't care, or they don't believe it. You yeah. know? 
It's weird. Yeah, it's weird, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, FYI, the band <laughs> name is 30 Seconds yes, to Mars. Yes, thank so you. Just, okay, I, we have that. <laughs> way back in my like high school days, I did remember that and like, wiped go. it from my memory. But this is adult. similar to something we talked about earlier. Why are some celebrities getting you know their careers ruined and some aren't yeah you know basically it's all allegations Mm -hmm. you know i mean some exceptions um there has been you know Mm -hmm. prosecutions made and whatnot but for the most part is it's just um you know allegations Uh, but yeah why is you know a chris hardwick you know losing all of these gigs whereas a jared leto is completely yeah. bulletproof like he, his career has not been affected yeah. in fact you could argue is he's doing his he's doing know, very well b- yeah better than ever yeah i honestly think that that like hardwick and like weinstein they're more sadly the outliers right because when i yeah. think about other stuff like like with lassiter he was finally let go by pixar but he was kind of held on retainer for months and months. Like Disney was actually yeah. going to bring him back mm-hmm. for a while. And then they were like, oh, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah. Um, there's people like uh, Devin Farasi, who was um, accused of harassment. And he worked for um, that, that, that like the Alamo, um, S- oh, you know, the yeah, Alamo yeah. movie um, chain that's really popular mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and he yeah. was accused, and everyone was furious because he also wrote for that major um, uh, film website. Okay, like it was. It's called like Birth Death Movies. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know you. So yeah, about. so he got let go, but then you find out later he wasn't actually let go. He was just ghostwriting, and they're still paying <laughs> him under the table. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's just like you don't see actually a lot of really solid punishment going to guys it kind of like surfaces a little bit and people are like angry at them but then someone always kind of slides in and gives these guys jobs again and i think and even when you look at older figures like roman polanski Mm -hmm. or or woody um they're they have i mean everyone knows everyone knows they've been accused of things and they are still out here widely you know defended and able to make movies and accepted in like circles film circles and yeah, in the I, in the case of Polanski, it wasn't just an allegation. Right, he was charged with right. statutory rape, and he right. had to leave the country. Right, and yet, and there are his honestly, career kept going. There's you know? still some actors and actresses, even to this day, who like defend his works and mm-hmm. him. And it's like, but why? Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, it's so, it's a crazy world out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> so I, you know, so Hardwick is actually, I feel like, just. That was an unusual case. Of, mm-hmm. It was more like AMC and Comic-Con didn't want to get embroiled in this thing. So it was yeah. better to, you know, play it safe. Because like like we said earlier, honest to God, you can find in, you can find other people to host those yeah. things. Yeah. He's not so integral to being an MC and the mm-hmm. host of a talking dead show, yeah. you know, that you need to keep him on and right. suffer the blowback, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's he's dispensable. I think right. maybe some of the other guys, maybe Hollywood sees them as not as dispensable. So Yeah. And you know, we've talked about this too, how Hollywood is just a crazy place. Right. You know, I think a lot of people looked at Hardwick as being, you know, a friend. Like a guy you might hang out with and go watch nerdy movies with, right? Um, and a lot of people were shocked to hear like what he right. did, right? That couldn't be him, right? <laughs> But just with the consideration that 
there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in Hollywood. And the, the things that people do to drive their careers, you know, that it doesn't surprise me to hear about what he did because mm-hmm. like that lifestyle, that culture, it can really turn people into monsters, turn people into crazy people. Um, that fits. I think that all fits, you know, like, like a similar stuff came out about Joss Whedon, like the guy who created all this cool stuff. How could he do this, right? right? Actually, he was the guy who did Buffy. Like right. I used to love him, and then it sounds like he started getting obsessed with the fame. He started. Mm-hmm. That's when he started hitting on or harassing all the actresses, and then he just spiraled out. And then it, his writing became weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. So, but you would think that he wasn't that bad right at the beginning, you know? Maybe I mean Probably. maybe maybe not, you know? But. We, Fame definitely had a hand yeah. in that. Yeah, and what I see is to get to the career heights that a lot of these uh, people we've been talking about get to, I mean, it, it takes a drive that, you know, That's maybe conducive for pretty yeah. terrible behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty depressing and yeah. we probably shouldn't no. continue on uh, maybe we should switch over to yeah. more positive stuff yeah, yeah? Uh, so speaking of sony mm-hmm. and the spider verse mm-hmm. uh, there was another announcement made recently you want to talk about this yeah Clara? yeah so they actually announced that they're planning um <clears throat> a solo film for cindy moon silk mm-hmm. um which I hope this movie just quietly crushes out Mobius and it's never mentioned again. Right. <laughs> this takes its place. Um, so they announced that Amy Pascal would be producing it, who's the same producer behind um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Right. So some people were like, oh, is it going to be animated, like the upcoming, um, you know, Into the Spider-Verse? Right. Uh, which looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. I would totally be fine with it being animated, actually, <laughs> as long as they got, like, you know, Asian director, you know, Asian artists and stuff just mm-hmm. to like do that but yeah. um but no just because it's the homecoming director i do think it will be live action and it's interesting yeah. because it would be the first ever i believe korean american superheroine mm-hmm. yeah um, yep, superhero yep. in general i think we don't have yeah. any right now i'm trying to i'm like <laughs> digging i'm digging through like the marvel yeah. thing i don't think we have any in the movies right that's an right. asian superhero, yeah this would correct? be a, yeah. a breakthrough for sure yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it and it would be kind of cute because she is an interesting character mm-hmm. um i feel like they're definitely not going to go with the the comic book route which is kind of like she gets bit. it's weird she gets bit and then like she's around spider-man peter and then like for some reason they're like attracted to each other yeah so they're always like making out and stuff and it's really random like (laughs) not that great (laughs) um and And she she just happened to have the exact same origin story as peter parker right right? which is pretty damn coincidental yeah right right. and then she eventually gets her own spinoff series which is actually um it fills it out much better um her story is more like she she has anger issues because she was locked away for a while. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of like a millennial, a young 20s person trying to find her way, you know, in the job world, um, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. they could actually make her. Um, I know they, they have an actress by the name of Cindy in Homecoming. Yes. But so they could go with her or mm-hmm. they could actually just cast someone in an entirely different 
role right. as maybe someone who's older. Because this yeah. Peter right now, he's just a baby. He's yeah. like 15 yeah. in the, this universe. Like, we don't really want to see him, like, randomly making out with some girl all the <laughs> yeah. time. Right. Um, but I thought it'd be cute if maybe this Cindy was older. Then you can have, like, a college age or, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, just working, like, super girl age type thing where she's yeah. an internship. Right. And maybe she can be almost the mentor of peter or they can yeah. become friends that way and if they ever introduce miles he'd be even younger mm-hmm. so we got three yeah <laughs> this is my hope right, there's right. three kids i mean so either they could do them all the same age or they can be slightly varying ages and they learn how to interact that way yeah yeah but yeah i'm very hopeful for it um i yeah It'd be nice if they cast correctly because I think the only mm-hmm. thing about Tiffany Spenson, as much as you know, I thought she was adorable, but she is Chinese. Um, so it'd be nice to see them actually get a Korean actress for a Korean character. Okay, yeah. Um, just to have that specificity there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I could not complain if they did Tiffany because you know she deserves <laughs> to you know have her own film and you know come up as an actress. Yeah, the one thing that I feel is a little troubling about mm-hmm. this project is I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about this, mm-hmm. is the fact that it's, you know, kind of like what I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, uh, you know, a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man. Right. And Sony is clearly pushing for this whole Spider-Verse yes. thing. And it's yeah. really weird because they have Peter Parker, like, mm-hmm. contracted out to Disney, right. but uh, the MCU doesn't get... Right. the rest right. of this spider-man universe so uh it's very confusing yeah so <laughs> and is she gonna just it's messy. exist in this random bubble yeah where she might see peter but she might not yeah yeah so i don't know mm-hmm. and um i mean i would just feel a lot better about it if if uh disney was able to get the rights right. to the entire spider-man universe and have it be mm-hmm. you know integrated um so it's hard to say what we're getting here it's kind of like that venom movie coming out yeah. later it's like oh it's hard for me to get excited about this because i don't know what it <laughs> right. is or where it it, it definitely takes place. feels like sony's um fantastic foring it you know like how they're just like putting out movies so they could retain the rights yeah and it's yeah. not necessarily going to be a good movie yeah but they just want to be able to because you have to make i know you have to make a movies a certain number of years right to like right. retain it and i yeah. think they're just like ooh, we found success with tom holland let's just make all these other films and hope people are interested but the reason people yeah. were interested in Homecoming is because of Tom Holland as an actor, because he was actually <laughs> right. very charming as that character. That doesn't mean it's going to work for all these other characters. Yeah. Not to movies. mention the MCU was very present in that movie. Right. We saw Iron right. Man a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. You it know? was practically a, a, like an Iron Man 0.5 movie. Yeah. But. Yeah, totally. So, you know, there yeah. are some concerns. I think Sony has done better than Fox in this regard. <laughs> um, but, you know, we can't forget the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movies, which yeah. did feel like they were just kind of churned out to retain the rights. Right. And yeah. they were just kind of shitty, you know. There was some good stuff in there, but a lot of it was like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. so. Some people will argue about that, though. Some people love the Garfield Spider-Man. <laughs> some people do, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Um, I'm kind of looking at this one the way I look at the Jason Momoa Aquaman. Oh my god! You know, I'll yeah. be there. I'll be supportive, <laughs> but I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be, be getting. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Will it oh be good? God. I don't yeah. know. 
Do you yeah. want to talk about Aquaman at all? Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> I mean, do you have thoughts? No, I just no? Wanted, I just saw the photos that came out. Oh, okay. Oh, I the photos. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, it looks okay. <laughs> right. Um, the costumes look a little funky, and I just think my enduring issue with this film is that um, I didn't fully realize until I saw the photos that the the um atlanteans is that the right term? atlanteans um mm-hmm. were all white or okay. not all white but most of them are white i know there's like yeah. black manta and stuff and there's um ludy lynn the actor um is going to be in there too okay. but i was kind of disappointed that the whole film didn't obviously take the polynesian actors mm. and have them be atlanteans because if there's one culture that would be connected <laughs> to the ocean in that way, you would think it would be the Polynesians. Oh, right. And yeah. then why wasn't his dad the white one? Why is his dad the one that's Polynesian? It just for me, oh, I was yeah, just like, oh, right. my God, why is his whole family? Like, why is the queen not a Polynesian woman? Um, and it just – and there's actually, as far as I could tell, based on IMDb, there's still no – women of color and especially Polynesian or Asian women in this Mm. cast. Mm. So to me, I'm like, that's a huge missed opportunity. As opposed (laughs) to like, at least with Silk, we know for sure we're getting like a woman of color lead, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully a very diverse cast, kind of like how Homecoming had. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But here it's like, come on, DC. Like, I know you got Jason (laughs) Momoa and everyone patted you on the back for that, you know, Mm -hmm. race swap essentially. But yeah. I mean, we've seen it before where it's like, oh, we got one. <laughs> that, that's right, good it's enough. Like the Tony, you know? Yeah, it's him and his right. dad. Or like yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's guys. like, let's slow down. Right. Like, you know, that's enough. You know, mm-hmm. let's not go overboard, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it would be nice to see some more representation yeah, there. I'll right? watch it for Jason Mama because he's shirtless. But, you know, <laughs> I'm a little mad at <laughs> James Wan right now. Yeah. Um, so that that's interesting that you've yes. pointed that out. I just swerved the convo, but you yeah, yeah, to say it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's worth noting. Again, to me, it's just I have this concern that it's going to be a shitty movie. Yeah, I mean yeah. the DC, especially with DC. It's EU, I mean, such a, yeah, it's the track record is not know. good. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So on the flip side, there's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has been killing it. Mm-hmm. And there's been some pretty good news recently, mm-hmm. or seemingly good news. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about how we yeah. interpret it. Uh, but uh, yeah, what what have you heard recently, Clara? Um, well, I know, um, I'm going to say his name wrong. Faye is, um, he's been doing a lot of, you know, interviews because of Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out next Friday. Um, mm-hmm. And he said a lot of stuff. He's made a lot of kind of big promises. <laughs> Even has. though he was like, I'm going to be tight-lipped. I'm not really going to say anything. He ended up, I feel like, saying a punch. Yeah. Um, so the first thing he said was he expects that at least half of the Avengers or half of the Marvel characters, I feel like there's a difference and I can't quite remember which one it was, <laughs> but he said half of them pretty soon will be women. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is a, a big promise. Um, and then he also said he expects there to be at least two LGBT characters in being introed mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe post um, Avengers 4. And he kind of okay. hinted that it might be someone we already know and then it might be an entirely new one. Right, right, right. Which, like, you know, you can interpret that however you wish (laughs) so yeah he's making some big statements here and he's being a little vague about them at the same time 
So it is interesting. I think it's all pretty positive, like we've been right. saying. Um, but yeah, what does it mean exactly? Mm-hmm. Like post Avengers four, half of now is he saying the Marvel Universe or half of the Avengers team is yeah, gonna be? Because I feel like you can say Marvel's universe and that could mean literally some woman who's in there like, that's for just, like two minutes. Yeah, that's you the know. general population. Yeah, it is about half women, right? That's a true <laughs> right, statement. Right. <laughs> but for it to be the actual Avengers team, that's, that's a huge. that's a yeah. bold statement. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe you can research that a little bit let and clarify. Me, let me see what it said. I don't want to give the wrong info. Okay. And while He's, you're okay, go ahead. Yeah. He says more female superheroes. Okay. So, I guess that. So not necessarily Avengers, yeah. but more superheroes. So I mm-hmm. guess that would necess, that would include like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Because they're not considered Avengers, right? But they aren't kind yeah. of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. So, hey, you know, you know, we'll take what we, what yeah, we can get. Yeah, I think get. it's one of those things <laughs> right? where it's kind of, oh, yeah, see, so they said they're they're counting, like, Nakia, Shuri, Okoye. So okay. they're, they're not technically Avengers, but they're definitely there as heroic women. So mm-hmm. I, I'll i take that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I do, totally. like, would, I would love to see actual more women in the Avengers team because that's, like, mm-hmm. the big seller yeah. team. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where like you'll believe it when you see it, right? Because mm-hmm. he can make promises and he can mean anything from one year from now, right after like Avengers 4, you know, airs, or he can mean 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is after the statement he made that Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. would appear in the MCU. Right. Again, a bold statement, but... You know, what does it mean? It could mean she just has a cameo. Right. She doesn't have a solo movie or even, you know, a significant part. Right. Uh, so we'll see yeah. on that. And the LGBT characters, that's kind of an interesting statement, yeah. too, because he said seemingly, like, straight up, there will be two LGBT right. characters yeah. in this universe. And then he kind of went on this thing where he said, well, one of them, you may have seen them already, and there will be one that's new. Right. So what the heck does I'm that mean? That, I'm thinking he might mean Valkyrie, but yeah, like I'm all, I, I just feel weird about it because like they so they said that they filmed the scene, you know, the the flashback scene with the interesting camera work yeah. where you find out the woman who kind of jumped in front of her and protected her was her lover. And they cut the scene showing that so you understood they were actually romantically involved and mm-hmm. it wasn't just some other Valkyrie. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we, they cut it for time. But it's like, how much time? <laughs> right. Like, how a split much, second. Yeah, how long was the scene? You could have literally shown us, you could have used like literally five more seconds just showing them have some meaningful touch or glance or kiss, anything to show they were actually, you know, mm-hmm. not just besties. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was like, so for me, I'm like, um, you had a chance to show it in a really organic way yeah. and you didn't do it. So I'm a little suspicious. Yeah. And I think it might go back to what Tessa Thompson mm-hmm. said. So mm-hmm. she played Valkyrie and I heard in an interview that she played the character mm-hmm. as bisexual. Yes. So I'm thinking that Kevin Feige heard that and he's like, oh, let's use that. Right. So she now she's part of the LT, LGBT community right. and we can but check like, that off ever, our list. But because she's bi, are we ever actually going to show her attraction they, they to women? Right. right. You know, so he can say it, but not show it. You know, yeah, they just, don't have to do anything yeah, about it, right? It's, yeah, it's kind of like a lazy way of... Yeah. So what does that mean? So right. that probably means there will be one 
maybe openly gay character mm-hmm. that we see, mm-hmm. and that will be maybe like the token sort of uh, thing, right, right. you know? So that's that's what it kind of feels yeah. like, right? And then um, the, oh, the yeah. hope is like that he's going to be, or he or she is going to be a fully realized character and not like a joke, you mm-hmm. know, or like really flamboyantly whatever in any way. Yeah, um, yeah. I think people's like, the biggest hope that you can have from that statement is maybe he means young Avengers, which is what mm. everyone's crossing oh, yeah. their fingers for. Okay. Because hilariously, like everyone on that team, except for I think one person, and I don't even know if that one person, but they're all like queer and so okay, <laughs> like they're all gay or bi or just straight up, you know, like lesbians. And it's like they all end up like liking someone at some point on the team, right? It's, like right. the same gender. So I'm like, that would be like the biggest thing they could do. But yeah. like, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Because that's a really mind-bending thing. And, sure. You know, maybe it's a TV show. but It sounds like maybe you know, a TV show. They're kind of like Runaways, you know. That's mm-hmm. where they got yeah. the representation. Yeah. In. I, too, did think he was referring to Valkyrie when he mm-hmm. said, you may have seen this character already, right? right? Yes. I did think that. Uh, also, though, there have been some theories that Captain America is gay in the MCU. You know, <laughs> it's like how everyone wants Elsa to be gay in Frozen. Like right, I know right. that people want it so badly, but you have to hitch your carriage. Like, don't hitch your carriage to this horse because it's <laughs> honestly Marvel is so dishonest about this shit. Like they're yeah. not. I just can't see them going through with it. They would I, never I, openly I know, they would never do it. Do, they would never, never do it. Like I know people want. Captain America and Bucky to be together so badly, but mm-hmm. I hate to say it, Marvel will never do it. Yeah, they like, wouldn't do we, it. Yeah, they're just they love um, being progressive to a certain point and getting those like brownies, you know, getting yeah. you know, because fans like defend them so much, like they'll give one tiny crumb, <laughs> and then people will love them for it. But yeah, it's like yeah. you deserve better than crumbs. You know, <laughs> there's so many other franchises and titles that have openly queer characters that will care about you and you can love them and they'll love you back you know mm-hmm. and just captain america is not it <laughs> like i'm sorry that i all, want it for people but you know, it's not yeah that all said uh, i'm not uh, alone i think in in uh the chemistry between right. cap and bucky mm-hmm. as well as cap and falcon in the movies mm-hmm. it just seems like he has a closer bond with his male relationships than his female relationships think that's right like chris evans just like having sizzling <laughs> like i think it's just evans he's just like <laughs> he's just like hey look at all my handsome co-stars but, there's probably yeah. uh, i'm sure a lot he's of that like there. very charming and very interesting yes person, yes you know? we'll leave it at that yeah. okay <laughs> uh so this is all cool you know i think both of us are maybe on the, the, the hesitant side uh, of these uh, news items yeah. um but i think ultimately it's all pretty good to hear um yeah. that there's a lot of uh possibly a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff on the horizon and you know to me i was thinking this is exactly what i was hoping right. post wonder woman and black panther like you yes. we've seen the success of the, these movies and my fear is what i've seen before there have been breakthrough representation projects like those which didn't really lead to anything you know hollywood is an old crusty system that <laughs> It, it's 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 very stuck in its ways, right? So, um, with all the success of those two films, to me there was a big question: like, will it actually make a real impact? And uh, from stuff like this, these newest items, and you know, Ava DuVernay taking on a DC movie, and just like oh, stuff like that, it, it is telling me that those 
films were impactful yeah. and we yeah. are headed in the right direction. Yeah. No, uh, so, exactly. yeah. I feel like we're on the cusp of something. Mm, yeah. Um, and totally. it's exciting to see where we'll be, you know, come next San Diego Comic Con, you know, mm-hmm. like after, I think Comic Con will happen after Avengers 4. Um, right, maybe, no, okay, let me oh, not say that. Oh, actually, I, don't know. I think yeah. it next year's will be post Avengers 4. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Well, hope, hopefully by the end of next year, we'll be seeing some big announcements of like mm-hmm. more diverse projects. Um, yeah. And it's just hey, it's kind of exciting. You know, we got yeah, hard work won't be moderating <laughs> San Diego panels right, anymore. Right. Like, we're, yeah, you I know, know we have things Ant-Man are happening. And the Wasp coming out soon, uh-huh. which is like kind of like almost like the corrective because fans were so upset that Ant Man kind of sidelined, you know, her. She's yeah. completely capable. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, but <laughs> we have to right. set up Ant Man, you know, that's coming out. Luke Cage actually came out. With that's right. Season. season two. Yeah. You know, so it just feels like there's there's a lot. Right yeah. now, which is great yeah. because then you can start being picky. Like you actually have enough where you can be like, oh, maybe I'm not interested in this, but I'll watch this instead. Yeah. And that just didn't happen before. And you know, in that same vein, recently mm-hmm. there was some pretty big news that the Fox deal was finalized. Yes. So Disney is going to acquire Fox Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So people like me are going crazy because the X Men can now. Mm-hmm. Join the oh Marvel Cinematic God, Universe, right? Get rebooted again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh there's the, the, the fear right. of reboot fatigue. But I will say this, you know, um, with Feige's comments about, mm-hmm. like, more female superheroes in mind, in my mind, I don't think I'm alone here, but in my mind, the best Marvel superhero women are X-Men. Yeah. You know, so that deal really opens up this whole world of awesome female superheroes you know we got storm kitty pride jubilee psylocke you know like i really do feel like the best marvel female superheroes are in that universe and now that disney is going to have the rights i'm pretty stoked and i think maybe feige had that in mind maybe you know he was thinking um all these new Super, female superheroes in his universe to play with. Yeah, like, I bet he, I was, he's thinking of that, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, why not bring them, you know, in, into this universe? And there are Avengers comics where it's literally all women, and it includes the X-Men, mm-hmm. X-Men women, <laughs> yeah. you know, teaming up with um, the female Avengers, you know? So, oh, cool. like, there's definitely a basis for it. Um, and I know that whole idea of having an all-women team has been kind of floated around by Tessa Thompson herself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she really wants to do it. I know they're trying to do a Black Widow movie. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe there's a way to kind of fold all these in and make some pretty cool films. Yeah, 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 totally. And real quick, you mentioned the, the Black Widow solo movie. There have been some rumors. I don't think anything's super confirmed yeah. yet. Uh, but I just wanted to say I, I'm... I'm kind of. I don't really need this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I mean, how it's many about times? Five years too late. Yeah, it, it's too late. It's yeah. it's way after the fact. I and mean, we've seen Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow right. a whole lot right. in the MCU, and they haven't really yeah. done anything with her. They haven't. Like, yeah. If anything, she's actually stagnated. I feel like since um, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like I feel like that was the peak of her characterization, yes. and then ever since then, she's just been kind of playing side saddle to all these other yeah. dudes and it's like oh my god come on and then by the time she's in infinity war she has like 
two lines. You know, yeah. like she barely spoke. Yeah. She was just uninteresting. She could have been anyone else, you know. Yeah. And, you know, by this time, she's eaten up a lot of screen time. So right. it's like uh, the window is kind of passed, Yeah, there's I think. so many other women who yes. I think are more deserving of And that, we just so. talked about a whole slew yeah. of new characters coming mm-hmm. into this universe and um, the potential for um, female superheroes coming to the forefront. I don't think Black Widow doesn't need to be one of them. We've seen plenty of her. Let's move on. Yeah, she <laughs> right? can play, again, a side character to another woman's film. You know, she can yeah. be besties with that girl. Like, she doesn't need her own Yeah, film. I would argue, let's just, just let go. let's just let go of her. Let's, let's just move on, you know. Are you holding some bitterness over Ghosts in the Shell? Uh, <laughs> oh, I maybe. Of course, I didn't think of that, but uh, that might be it like right there. I feel like it's buried deep down. I just don't want to see. <laughs> See Scarlett Johansson in this role anymore. <laughs> I, I think you nailed it. Although I have always been of the opinion that she has not been great in this role. Yeah, you know, she never sold it to me. I never saw her as Black Widow. I saw her as yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You know, she did, I just, she was too much at the forefront of that character. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. If not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the actress Emily Blunt was mm-hmm. offered the role oh. before her. Um, yeah. She turned it down to do another film. Right. ScarJo took on the role and it has played it ever since. Again, way too long in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I could see that. I could see Emily Blunt being a much better Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. And I've just never really felt like uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson really embodied that character. Yeah. So, no, yes, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, any last thoughts about um, recent news, about where where this is all heading? Um, no, I think that's it. I think I'm just, at this point, um, with us, like, less than a month away from Comic-Con, I'm just finger-crossing that we hear some actual solid news <laughs> about any of these projects, you know? I oh, would right. love to see that. Yeah, yeah, rather than just sort of a side comment. That yeah, actually confirms. Yeah, some 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 confirmations would be. Yeah, some castings good. or something or some new surprise project that they spring on us. I would love. That sounds good. Let's keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Henry and Clara.